through it all, through all the drama and the people trying to peer into your personal lives and, you know, do you enjoy what you do or does it get really overwhelming all the time? Like us being able to go out and do basically whatever we want to do and monetize it is like amazing. Yeah. But on the other side is you have to live every day and it's like you have so many fears like going out like you have paparazzi and then if there's any drama then you have to talk about it. It's like millions of people see every mistake or every little thing you do. You're held to a different standard, right? Yeah. You're held to this this standard where you really have to use that, like we talked about, responsibility or or leverage your audience in a positive way. And sure. not everyone that went into social media at the start really view, viewed it as, oh, I'm going to teach with my platform. They were like, I just want to make some people laugh. Welcome to the official TikTok For You podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Broski, and we're going to discuss everything TikTok with the creators who have turned the platform into a global community and cultural phenomenon. If it's in culture, it starts on TikTok. Welcome back to the TikTok For You podcast. Today's guests are members of the TikTok elite, graced with jawlines and floppy brown hair. They use these tools to pull in their audience, much like I do with my big shiny forehead. Please welcome your local heartthrobs, Josh Richards and Griffin Johnson. Yeah, I can't clap. Yeah. I'm holding my phone, but I'm clapping. He's going full Facebook mom, too, holding it like over his head. Dude, I was talking about that. It's like, I don't know. I think it's also like the camera's reversed, so it's even worse. But mm, That inverted will make you, it'll, it'll humble you. <laughs> Inverted do be humbling people. Griff, you kind of look like my grandma, dude. You look like how my nanny like holds the FaceTime where it's like yeah, super down just, and you like, see up their nostrils. You know what I mean? That's just yeah, Do y'all's grandparents ever answer FaceTime and still hold it up to their ear? And it's like, Mimi, I can that's your ear hole. It's okay. <laughs> well, um, welcome guys. Honorary nominees for White Boy Summer. Sure, we're stoked for that. How are we feeling? Um, well you oh, I'm feeling great. I'm in a I'm in a look what I'm wearing. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I'm ready. So ready. Josh, <laughs> duets I've seen of you and Bryce doing that video of saying you're you're single for the summer. Thank you for the summer, baby. So many videos. <laughs> so bad. All right. You guys have been making videos since 2019, right? Or was it before that? I mean, for me, it was before that. I started in the summer of 2016. Oh, wow. Okay, so, and then Griffin, for you, was it, like, started TikTok? Yeah. So, a few years later, fast forward, you've amassed these huge followings. At the time, y'all moved to Los Angeles, become public figures, own businesses. Did you ever see it going like this when you were just dicking around filming little videos? No. Yeah, no. I, I think that we were able to really leverage, like, the, the audience we have and turn it into something more outside of just, like, TikTok and YouTube and really like going to the entrepreneurial side. But uh, it was we I don't think we ever expected as many people to like support us and and follow our day to days and just like be involved in our content as as there were like, we really do have to count our blessings every day because Without everyone that followed us, we wouldn't really be anywhere. So Sure. Do you ever do like a rewind and you think, like, what type of videos was I making back then? Would I make them today? I mean, were they just all thirst traps? You just set it up and go? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) My favorite video of Griff has to be when he was Uh, like crawling across the floor or something like that. Like, what what, what was that one, Griff? Care to explain? 
yeah, I, was at, uh, I was at Social Bash. This was like what two years ago, probably. Yeah, year and a year and a half, two years, and I was at Social Bash, and there was like this window thing, but you could like sit up, and the sunlight would come through. I don't know what I was thinking, honestly, <laughs> but I set the I set the phone up and like thirstly, thirstly, trappedly crawled towards like. It was like it was, uh, no. Why would you do that? I don't know. I, I guess I thought it was cute. I really was feeling myself, and I'm like, "Damn, this light is hitting." <laughs> and I just started crawling towards the camera, bro. And I posted it, and I don't know who let me do it. Do you ever think, like, were your parents seeing what you were doing at this time? Was it just like the most humiliating? Dude, I I I used to wonder. I'm like, why don't guys support what we do? Like, why do they hate us so much? And then I look back and I'm like, oh my god! You're like, oh, shit, I, I, get I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's what I always say to people. Is like, I, I was like, I got made fun of a lot in high school because I was doing social media since I was in freshman year. And right. then I look back at it and I'm kind of like, if I was not the kid doing social media and I was hanging out with all my boys and one of my boys started doing social media like I did. I am a hundred percent bullying that kid. There is no way, no way in hell I'm not gonna be that guy's friend and tell him, like, bro, what are you up to? Like you are right. up to something and it's strange. So right. I kind of like I that's how I kind of look at it. I appreciate that. That's that's really um I feel like not the norm when it comes to like TikTok influencers, especially. It's like where does this ego come from? Where it's just like you got popular for I don't even know, and then it's like you think you're God's gift to this green earth. It's like I don't understand how that happens, dude. So. <laughs> it's so true all the time. It's like, especially I used to feed into this like for a bit when, especially when we first started sway, we had I, at least I had like one of the biggest egos, and I look back on it and it's like we had no right to be talking. Like it was just people that liked the way we looked, but we were not doing anything at all. Like, sure. There was, no, there was no depth about us. Like we were like making fun of the YouTubers and saying like they sucked and like going at them and stuff. But we we had no talent or like we <laughs> That's crazy that you can like now go back and realize that. I mean, what do you That's just hilarious actually. Was it the group as a whole or was it individuals like you could point out the egos? Um, I think, I think it's a little bit of both. Like you're always going to get like people in the group that are going to have like the biggest ego or whatever, but it was a little bit of like with sway at the start when we first started doing social media. I mean, I was 17, right? So I came off, I'm still in high school. Like I, I didn't, and I didn't really get to live like a normal high school life. Like I I didn't get to like go around and party all the time or do that stuff. So it was like, now I was getting that attention and like able to go party and do all. So it was like, everyone's kind of like feeling themselves a little bit. And then you you take that and you get a group of six guys that are all like all went through the same thing. Now they're all feeling themselves at the same time. All have this success. Like we, it wasn't just like we had, we would like give each other egos. Like we'd be hyping each other up too much. Sure. Like it was like, it just got to a point where we thought we were like, kind of just, um, I would say like un untouchable or like we were like these people that couldn't be messed with or, but it just like really quickly we realized uh, we're kind of just like living off a, like a dream or like we're we're not really putting in like the work we set out to do. Like when I first came to LA, it was because I co-founded a management company and I was like, 
opening up that and I was being entrepreneur or being an entrepreneur. And then it, it very quickly turned into like partying in a bender for six to eight months. And then, Jesus. all right, let's take a step back, reevaluate. I'm 18 now. I got to get my shit together. So that's when we really started going hard on like the investment side, raising $50 million for a venture fund, production company, co-founding companies, all that. Nice, nice. Well, do y'all, I mean, to this day, like kind of still taking it back to the roots, do y'all keep in touch with your friends from home? How do they feel about, you know, what you do as a career now? Or are you more in like, because it's easier to relate to that influencer circle? I feel like we have a similar story there, Josh. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've kind of talked about it like in that period. So I was actually a, um, I was in my second semester of my junior year when I moved out to LA, but that first, like, so I came off of tour in summer of 2019, um, came back for the um, fall of my junior year, which was 29, yeah, 2019. And um, it was like pretty rough. And I, I lost a lot of friends because they gave me so much crap for what I was doing. Sure. That, at that point I had like, kind of like the ship on my shoulder where I was like, a little bit insecure about what I was doing, but I was successful at doing it. So I was kind of like, screw you guys. I am more successful than you and you're making fun of me. Now that I look back on it, it was probably pretty silly because it was a lot of just like the boys that didn't understand and they were giving me crap. So I pretty much whittled down my friend group at that time to like, yeah, like three or four people. And that's pretty much all I keep track of. And those are like the, like the day one homies that through it all. Yeah, I mean, I have I have one of my friends from my hometown out here right now. Uh, he just flew oh. out like two weeks ago. Um, start doing a lot of like work with me down here in LA. So I've always been someone that like likes to keep it like tight circle, inner mm-hmm. circle. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just like run run my shit like a family, you know. Getting into kind of content creation because I know that both of you have kind of expanded into things other than social media. Which, congrats, that is not easy to do. Um, and so young too, but when it comes down to actually like, you know, what got you your platform, what got you famous, was there a thought process behind, let me set this phone up and show off my shiny chest? Or is it like, did you think it was going to be something more? What was the thought process back then? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't start off doing like thirst traps or like being like a good looking TikToker or whatever you want to call it. So, um, (laughs) but what I was doing was a lot of these, like, have you ever seen like Brent Rivera? Do you know who yeah. that? That's yeah. like the content I was doing. Like I was always getting like my sister, my younger brother involved doing like family skits and like tutorial it was comedy. So it was like, yeah, it was more ba- not funny. It wasn't funny. <laughs> it might have been in the comedy category. It I was something. I I call it cringy. Like that's what I would label it. But hey, it got, hey. it got views. It got views, and I was doing that from like fourteen to like sixteen. And then I kind of transitioned into more of like edgy bad boy TikToker. And like, then I got invited on the tour with all the boys um, and we went on lights out tour. And that's really when it like changed to more of like thirst trapping, like TikToks. And then, then it went into sway after that. So how do we get to that point where you're living with four or five other dudes in one house? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's essentially a, a frat house at that point, right? I mean, no, I like it. I like <laughs> it smelled it. like it. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it was like the boys. Uh, we we all were pretty good friends. We just came, like I said, we just came off the tour. Griffin, myself, Anthony, Jaden. Um, who else would have been on that tour? That oh wait, no, Kia. no, no. Wow, yeah. Kia was on the tour. Um, so then it was us four, and we went uh, like we were in LA after the tour. Uh, I knew of Bryce a little bit. So like I hit him up, I DM and I was like, yo, could the, could the boys roll up and like hang out, make some content? He was like, yeah, sure. Went over, started hanging out with him. We ended up like going out that night all together and it was just like a good time. So we continued just hanging out. I think we crashed at his house actually that night as well. And we just pretty much ended up like bumming on couches together. Like this group of six guys would just like go wow. around and like bum on different people's uh, like couches or whatever they had. So we could like be making content and stay in LA because we didn't like have any money at the start. So then um, after that, we were like, let's make this more kind of like solidified. Let's like make our group. And that's when we had already had talent X and, and co-founded that. So we were like, Oh, let's just put it under the management company, call it sway and like start building that part out. So then, yeah, that's, that's really how like the sway house came to be. So were there any sponsorships behind that or what was the, who was funding y'all at that point? If you can talk about it. Yeah, no, no, no. It was Talent X. So it was the, it was the management company that I co-founded along with Michael. And that was just from years of saving, I guess, to invest in something like that. Um, well, that's like, we went out and raised money. So we, we had like a, a raise and had money from that. And then there were a couple other, like just, uh, one like co-founder, uh, definitely put in like a, a good amount as an investment. So he, he was kind of like funding it a little bit. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's where it came from. If y'all don't mind, this is such an interesting conversation. I feel like especially a, a lot of magazines and publications get it wrong of like, they're so intrigued by the influencer space and the money that circulates through social media. I mean, like, I personally, I don't know about you guys, but like my family still doesn't really understand how I make my money. Mm. Was that hard explaining that to your parents of like, this is what I want to go do. Let me move out. Was it impossible? I mean, Griffin, you were in nursing school, right? Or were you undergrad for nursing? I was my undergrad to get my bachelor's in nursing. So mine was like, they were losing mine. Like I, I literally had a full ride to, to um, Indiana State University, like was doing my thing and nursing and then one day i like because my family they don't even use like my mom and dad don't even have iphones so wow. they they had no clue so i was just like hey i'm going real like i'm getting popular on social media i have an opportunity to go on a tour and make some money and then i was like they were like kind of weird about it because i didn't work that summer and then i came back after the next semester and said hey i'm moving to la and uh they, no way they lost their mind. They lost their mind. They're like, what? Understandable. Yeah, no, I had a similar conversation with my parents where it was just, it's a spur to the moment thing, you know, like, let's go to LA. And it's like, do you really need to go there to do what you do? Do y'all feel like that was integral for getting you to where you are right now, being out in LA? 100%. I mean, it, it allowed us all to, like, I mean, living together was huge. Like, the amount of content we were able to produce when we were just all in the same house was was insane. So uh, that definitely has, like, a big role to play. Sure. Well, in that vein, I have some questions. If y'all want to play a quick game relating back to Sway, I want to get the, the tea on these roommates, bitch. I want to hear who was the nastiest 
who bought the groceries, who restocked the toilet paper. I have a whole list of questions. If y'all want to rapid fire, throw out some names. All right, let's who is the most likely not to do the dishes? Just let them sit. Everyone. <laughs> I was going to say everyone. What do you I, mean? I, 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 I've done them like twice, and I think that's the most in the house. How long were y'all there? At least like eight months. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. No, Who yeah. was the absolute dirtiest, filthy, disgusting roommate? Jaden, probably, I'd say. Right? Jaden was pretty messy, dog. He's, he's messy. Sure. messy. I mean, Bryce was pretty clean in his room, honestly. Bryce? Like, who everyone would expect, but low-key, he was, like, kind of clean. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it could it could have been me, honestly. Maybe that's why I can't think of anyone. If you can't think of anyone, you're probably. like, I don't know. Well, you, uh, you and Jaden shared a room, and your room was always messy, so. But we always had 500 people in our room. Everyone right? always hung out in your room, though, so it's kind of a. The spot. It was the spot. Mm-hmm. All right. Who was the loudest? Anthony. Anthony's the loudest. Uh, he always be screaming at video games. Always screaming. Ah, always. Got it. Who yep. was the most fun to be around? This could start some some friend wars. Most fun. To um, be. I mean, I feel like Bryce is always the one that is that is uh, got it going. Yeah, yeah, he he's definitely got like the the crazy vibe. So it's like whenever you're like trying to go out before, it's like it's great to have like Bryce come out with you. Like if you're going to clubs or like going to party or whatever. Going to park that saddle at Saddle Ranch. Yes, right. yeah, love that. Who was the best gamer in the house? Did any of y'all ever stream? I I never really did a lot. Just uh, Anthony and Kia. Yeah, I think Anthony's probably the best gamer, right? Yeah, him and Keo are both. I mean, they play different things. But. Yeah. Who would you say um, was the most vain? Which is a, a trick question. <laughs> if you're saying at that time, all of y'all were kind of like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Griff, what do you think, dude? I don't even know. Um, probably like, dude. It was all of us. I don't even like. That's such a hard one to answer. Yeah. Um, the whole group was pretty much on the same level when it came to being vain. That's crazy. That Well, I think what's more crazy is um, to see how y'all are now. Like, what an ego death. What a growth. You know, like, personal growth. Feeling proud in this it, moment it, of you two. Yeah. I had to take some people by there for a bit. So. Yeah, true. I had to go home and get slapped around by my parents a little bit. Just right. It was like to get my ass beat. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Now, now I know what's up. Yeah. A little humbling. Yeah, yeah. Love that. All right, well, that concludes that game. I just wanted the tea, so thank you for giving us the tea. So you guys both have pretty massive followings, and I like to ask, you know, the social media stars who come on the pod, how they feel about having that responsibility. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts of how you might have not used your platform the best in the past or how you want to use it going forward? I mean, any stories you'd like to share? Um, I mean, yeah, there's definitely like, I, I literally have a tattoo on my arm with power comes responsibility. So, uh, that's always so true been, bestie. Yeah. It always, always been something I've, uh, really like listened to at least that quote, um, from, you know, shout out Spider-Man and my dad always reaming that into me. But, um, no, I would say there's definitely been times when I wasn't impressed, like with what I was uh, doing on my social media back when we were on that, like bender for eight to six months. I mean, you start to like, 
the line gets blurred of what's like all right to post kind of and what isn't and what's like crossing that line. So there was just a couple times we did cross that line. If that was like dumb live streams with Griffin or if that was in Texas or if that was the like COVID party, there was always like something we were doing that was like not really using our power um, to, to or, or, or like realizing the responsibility we have with the, with the influence we had. So I think we've been able to turn it around though. I think, I think me and Griffin have been, done an all right job of like being more mature. I'm not going to say we're like perfect people at all ever, or like people that you should like live your life by and be like everything they do, I should do. But I right. think that we've been able to like really use our voice to teach more. Like if that's in financial literacy or uh, just showing kids that there's other paths to take than the go to college, get a nine to five, have family, like there's, there's other routes and, yeah, I think that's really what the best part about our following is, is we've been able to teach. Sure. Yeah, that's a it's a weird um, niche that you kind of find yourself in as someone with a following is like, obviously, some people, whether you want it or not, are going to turn to you as like a role model, which you never signed up for. Or, you know, the other side is you're just at the end of the day, it's like, what are we? We're entertainers. So why are you looking to us for life guidance it's like i never signed up to give this to you but at the same time you kind of have to play into that because of the followings are so big so yeah it's a weird balance yeah i I knew that we went too far when i saw like 12 year old kids like shotgunning a sprite and tag (laughs) like yeah uh, we're preparing too young yeah we got to get responsible here like preparing them for what? It's <laughs> my question. Do you guys, at the end of the day, through it all, through all the drama and the people trying to peer into your personal lives and, you know, just having your personality be at the forefront of your career, do you enjoy what you do or does it get really overwhelming all the time? It's a mix. It's always a mix. Like there's times it's overwhelming and there's times that you love what you do. Um, the parts the, the the honest truth is there's parts that I love, like being able to entertain, being able to express myself, like and like us being able to go out and do basically whatever we want to do and monetize it is like amazing. Yeah. But on the other side is you have to live every day and it's like you have so many fears like going out, like you have paparazzi and then if there's any drama then you have to talk about it. It's like millions of people see every mistake or every little thing you do. Like People are looking back at comments or things you liked four or five years ago. Which I mean, you're held to a different standard, right? Yeah. As like a, a social media influencer or anyone in the public eye, you're held to this this standard where you really have to use that, like we talked about, responsibility or or leverage your audience in a positive way. And sure. not everyone that went into social media at the start really view, viewed it as, oh, I'm going to teach with my platform. They were like, I just want to make some people laugh. You know what right. I mean? Like, oh, I just want to... I want to be able to put out this type of content that I enjoy watching. So I want to make it for others. Like some people don't go into it at all thinking about like, Oh, I'm going to be this influence. I'm going to influence people. I'm going to have uh, this, like really this ability to, to change the future of like how kids think or like what they do or how they act. Like no one's signing up for that when you're like 17 posting a video of you oh, and just for sure. crawling across the floor. Like you think Griff was thinking that when he was doing that video? Hell no. I do, for the record, Griffin. I think you were thinking that. Hey, thank you. Hopefully, wasn't. 
Griff, if you were thinking that you were going to be an influencer to the world and you're crawling across the sexualizing you and like seducing me through the phone, like I was full on like half like, all right, maybe I'm into this. And then he's like, register to vote. Don't forget to register to vote. Go get vaccinated. (laughs) All right, I guess I'm in. I'm going to go get vaccinated after that video. Exactly. The sheer power that you both hold is a little scary at the end of the day. Uh, You know, I just wanted to make money. I was a broke college kid and I saw someone going live and making money and I'm like, sign me up. I will dice roll my way all the way there. (laughs) And that's what I did. That's what I did. And here, here I am. Yeah, really. It's a little, I, I have to remind myself at times it is so absurd what we do online i I mean i don't don't want to speak for all of us but like as someone with a platform what i have to do for my job is absurd it's like filming myself in the most stupid ways but they that's what they want because the internet is fun it's supposed to be fun so i'm I, i enjoy the position that kind of you know i'm in at least of like i get to be creative for my job and that's wow you know are you guys do you ever have days where it's like you forget why you're doing it or it's not fun anymore. Think about quitting. I think the thing is, is we've stepped so far away from like just the social media world. Like I don't remember the last day I had like a content day. Like I couldn't mm. tell you the last time I had a day where like all I did was film content or like planned out content to fit. Like it's, it's literally just always on the go. We always have these like either or business calls or calls with a venture fund or a venture capitalist or a new company to invest in. So we're meeting with founders or if it's meeting with an executive producer to talk about the production company or talk about me and Griffin's acting, or if that's meeting with casting director, doing auditions, if that's like, there's so much going on every day. Like me and Griff's sure. schedule will be jam packed every 30 minute block from like, 9 30 a.m until eight at night and then we'd hit like a late dinner so there was always something like going on so we were just kind of like filming that process now like that's kind of how it is for us we have our videographer and editor and he just like follows us around and films what we do but it's just like it's changed so much from just social media yeah it's it's cool to see how different people take that momentum they get on social media and apply it to other things so yeah, no. Kudos to you guys. That sounds kind of miserable at times, but at least it's fun. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah. Segwaying off of that, th- there's a title change happening of like social media people who who have like come from social media. They're now being taken seriously in traditional spaces. Try to be as unbiased as possible. Do you think that that change is happening? Sort of, but not really. Yeah. It's like a little bit of both. So it's like some people are, have been able to do it. And I think the route me and Griffin are taking has allowed us to really step in and have a lot of people take us seriously in the uh, more like traditional mainstream world. But it's it's such a challenge. Like there's already a stigma kind of around social media influencers and TikTokers. Sure. And, um, and, and like going back to it, like the standard that we were talking about, it's like, for some reason, social media influencers are held to an even higher standard than like an actor is, or then a, like they're allowed to get away with more shit than we are. For some reason, we're just fucking kids posting videos of ourselves on an app. It, like that makes no sense, but it's accessibility. Cause you can DM you guys and right. comment on your videos and you will see it, you know? Yeah. 
Well, if you guys didn't start making videos way back then, what do you think you'd be doing now? Josh, what were you doing before you were making videos? I mean, you were in high school. Yeah. So I was, um, I, I mean, like I was always like a, like an athlete growing up. So, but I was also like a young hustler. Like I was always trying to make money and like figure out different ways to, to, I guess like run businesses or small companies. Selling those chocolate bars. Do you remember those? The like boxes of chocolate bars? Yes. Yes. So I used to have like a hockey shirt company and then I had a lacrosse company as well where I would dye the mesh and uh, wax coated as well. So um, I was always doing something in that type of like entrepreneurial scene. So I definitely would have just became like uh, an entrepreneur. I would have been running a company or something along those lines. So a little bit of what I'm doing right now is just I also have the social media. Hmm. Griffin, what about you? No, yeah, I um, well, I just graduated college, so that's dope. Congrats! Thank you, thank you. Uh, but I switched to business, so I would have, I, I probably would have finished nursing school. Um, right now, I'd probably be working a nice little nine to five at a hospital, wiping ass. Or, I mean, <laughs> I'd be at a nine to five right now as as a nurse. Cut that out! Cut that out! <laughs> washing old people yeah yeah I forget. Uh, yeah. well it's been amazing to see the career moves that y'all have been able to make so again kudos to you guys i know there it's been rocky at times but this was an absolute delight thank you guys for coming on the pod hey thank you for having us yeah it's a pleasure you know I've I've seen some of the the comedy videos. You definitely had to tone it down for this because we're not as funny as you, and I don't know if we'd understand all of your. No, yeah. this was this. You flatter me, Griffin Johnson. This is so fun. <laughs> Tell us where to find you. Anything you want to plug? How do we keep up with you? Um, Josh Richards everywhere. It's just the same thing, Josh Richards. Um, and then just just stay tuned for the production company I have opened with Mark Wahlberg. We're about to be producing some real cool stuff. A um, lot of stuff in the unscripted and docu-series world, so stay tuned. Love it. Love nice. It. Yeah, you can just find me. Uh, my name, Griffin Johnson. Um, just find him. He doesn't even need to give you his name. Just, just find look him. for him. Just find me. Just find me if you want to. If not, then, you know. If you don't know who he is, you're a, f- you're a loser. I didn't want to cuss. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to cuss because I didn't know if this was a cussing podcast, but yeah. <laughs> find him, you know. Hey, you know where to find me. It's all right. Hey, you know the listeners are like, no, I don't. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, what? I don't, I don't know who you are, man. Like, what are you talking about? That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Hey, thank, thank you. That's it for this week's episode of For You. Share the love and keep the conversation going online. Leave us a review. Follow us on TikTok at, at TikTok and at TikTok Creators. Don't forget to use the hashtag For You Podcast. And remember to subscribe so you're notified every time we drop a new episode. Catch new episodes every week exclusively on TikTok Live, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever y'all get your podcasts. I don't know. For You is a TikTok and Gallery Media Group original production. All right.